Hello, my love, and welcome to another episode of the Faith-Based Storyteller Show, where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ. I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and thank you for joining me for another week, another day, and another Testimony Tuesday. I am so excited because we have an amazing faith-based storyteller today who is not just telling her story, but she is wearing her story. Shakira Ruth is a Savannah, Georgia native. She is a mother. She is a visual creative artist, and she is creating apparel that is a that are or is is visual representation of God's glory in the earth. Like imagine walking outside and being reminded that God is good all the time just by what you wear. I love it. And I cannot wait for you to hear her testimony, her story, and what God is doing in her life. So without further ado, here is my sister and friend, Shakira Ruth. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to have you, super excited to dive into this interview. But before I do anything, please tell the people who you are and what you do. Okay, well, my name is Shakira Ruth. I am the owner and founder of Follow the Calling LLC, which I created to encourage a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I do that through blogs, testimonies, faith-based apparel, and whatever else God leads me to do. But yeah, wife, mom, you know, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) I love it. Now I want to dive into follow the calling. When Mm -hmm. did you first discover what your calling was and why did you make the decision to follow it? Or when, I guess not why, but when did you first discover your calling and when Mm -hmm. did you start walking in it? Because I know that for some people that can be two different times and seasons in life. Yes. So, um, I think when I discovered my calling was sometime after my first marriage that ended in 2015. Um, Sometime after that, I guess I was doing a lot of reflecting on my life and just what happened and how did I get here? And I would post on Facebook and I would just do like Testimony Tuesday and just would share little snippets of things that I experienced. And I was just like completely transparent. Um, Also just other things outside of like the whole divorce or marriage, but just, just being transparent. So I did that for a while. And then I kind of pulled back because I felt like, you know, maybe I'm sharing too much. Um, I actually had a family member that for whatever reason, said that um, me like choosing to change my life, because that also was happening when I got out of that marriage, that me um, choosing to change my life and just, you know, being different reminded her of before I changed, which I never understood why me being a better me is making you think about when I wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. like I am now. I don't know. So that kind of made me feel like, okay, you're not worthy to be talking about, you know, all these great changes that you're making in life and and being better. Um, like, who are you to be even talking about it? So it kind of like muted me. And mm-hmm. so I stopped. And then a couple people would message me and say, hey, um, I was looking forward to your testimony Tuesdays. I would even go back to listen to them. Oh, not listen, because I wasn't recording videos then. I would go back to read them. And they were just like uplifting and inspiring. So that is when I realized, okay, because I'm not ashamed of the things that I went through, Mm -hmm. God wants to use me in that way to help somebody else. 
Mm -hmm. um, just in me just sharing testimonies. So I went back to doing that. And then of course I have, you know, an entrepreneurial spirit <laughs> with me as well, where, you know, I'm like, okay, I don't want to work for somebody else all of my life. Um, so God uh, kind of worked with me to allow me to still do that ministry, but then also be able to um, create products to sell that are faith-based too. So long story short, I guess maybe, I don't know, like 2016, 17, I started to realize what God was doing in me. And then the end of 2019, beginning of 2020 is when I just full out walked in, you know, my calling. I love it. I love it. And I love that you are wearing a piece of your apparel right now. Love conquers all. I'm curious, <laughs> what was it that, well, first off, talk to us about your testimony and then we'll get into that. <laughs> talk okay. to us about your testimony because um, one thing you spoke about is the power of a testimony and the fact that you started Testimony Tuesdays and you realized that that was having impact and change on other people's lives. That's what really pushed you into your calling. And I know the Bible talks about how we're overcome by the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony. Yes. And so what is the test that you had to overcome in order for you to come out victorious with your testimony? Phew. Well, I think, you know, we all have a testimony. We all probably have several testimonies. So I have a few things, but the big, I guess, like pivotal moment in my life was that marriage. That is when I just did a complete like um, submission to Christ. Mm -hmm. So um, I was with uh, my ex-husband. We were together for six years and the final year is was when we were married. So I guess God was trying to show me all that time, like, hey, run, get out of here, you know, don't do this. But I did it anyway. Um, but I did, you know, I have my beautiful daughter that, you know, was birthed in that as well. But um, so uh, probably, I don't know, the first couple of months of even being together were neon signs that it was not good. Um, a lot of lies, a lot of verbal abuse, um, physical abuse. He had a very, very, like his anger was just out of control, especially when he got caught up doing things that he wasn't supposed to be doing. You know, he would just like trash my house and, you know, want to put his hands on me, actually put his hands on me. Um, so a lot of that was going on. So I did a lot of back and forth. Like I would when something happened, I, you know, we would break up, I would leave, you know, I've moved out numerous times, got my own apartment, but then I always came back. He would always, you know, try to convince me that he's changing. You know, I even got the selfie, Hey, I'm in Bible study changing. <laughs> it was just craziness, but you know, I don't know. I just always just felt sympathetic. Like people aren't perfect. He's trying so let me just give him another chance. So, but that was like the ongoing, our ongoing story, like for years was the back and forth. So um, the final straw with that, I mean, so many police reports, so many, like three times of like actual arrests and everything. So the final straw for me was, what happened? We got in an argument about something that he was doing that he shouldn't have been doing once again. 
And he was upset with that. And at this time I was doing credit repair, um, like trying to have my own little business doing that. So he got, I just wanted to leave because, you know, I didn't want to be arguing with him. So I was like, I'm just going to go to the library and finish up with my files and everything. So I got my stuff, was headed out the house. And I guess he was mad because I was leaving. So he took like all my files that I had and he just like threw them all outside in the yard. Now, at that time, we had four little children, like two that he had from his previous marriage. And I have a son, you know, before I got with him. So we got four little kids all together, probably all of them like under 11. Um, they're like watching all of this. And just at that moment, because I also had issues with like being bullied. But in that moment of like him just like throwing all of my stuff down, it just felt like when you're in school, well, mm -hmm. someone who's getting bullied, mm -hmm. being in school and whoever's picking on you just pushes you or just knocks your books down or whatever. It just felt like this embarrassing, like vulnerable like moment or whatever and then I just got like enraged I took the cord to my laptop and I just you know started chopping him and just like you know just sick of him you know and just everything that I was going through with him so that happened and then oh gosh it's so much stuff <laughs> that happened I'm trying to like keep everything in order so that happened and then like a continuation of that was I was in the bed. My daughter was like a baby. And this was like, maybe like some nights later or whatever. He got mad at me about something else. And he punched me in the face mm -hmm. while I was in the bed, while I was holding my baby and he boxed me. So of course, going through that with him, I still defend myself, but like, this is a big six feet tall, like man, you know, I'm not, you know, he's a, a man. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to do whatever I can do to defend myself. But, you know, that moment I called the police and they came and, you know, I'm just explaining them, you know, he just hit me like while I'm holding my baby, like this is like, y'all got to do something about it. But in Georgia, um, when stuff like that happens and they can't like immediately see who the aggressor is, you know, they try to look and see for marks or whatever, because of course he's not admitting to mm -hmm. what he did. So they're looking at him, they're looking at me. And because he had, I think like a scratch on his face from me fighting him back, they arrest me. Mm. So all of that was like the wake up call, like for me, like I literally went to jail. He literally stood at the door and watch me drive off in the police car for me defending myself. And I'm like crying and telling him, like, tell the truth, tell him what happened. And, you know, he doesn't say anything. You know, he did go bond me out. But it's like, that's when I was just realizing, like, man, something has got to give. I have my son who, this is not his father. He never experienced any of this with his own father. I'm subjecting him to see violence and just an extremely unhealthy situation. Then I have my small daughter. Then we have his two kids that were living with him too, two girls. And I'm like, this is just not fair to none of these kids. Like that is when I started thinking more about the kids. So I just started planning my escape. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and of course he's so used to me like breaking up, leaving, whatever. So this time I was like, I am gone for real. I started to look for an apartment and it was just so much favor in that decision for me to just leave because the apartment I found 
Um, it was like a really low amount of deposit. Um, like the first month's rent may have gotten waived. Like I can't remember exactly, but it was just, everything was like super affordable. I got approved like instantly. So 30 days after that instance, I was out of here and I left and I never turned back. Mm -hmm. So that was, and you know, when I got out of the house, of course, got to start over with furniture. I got a full-size bed. Me and my two kids are sleeping in together. And that, you know, really will make you reflect like, hey, okay, I I had my own apartment that was fully furnished. And then we, you know, combined things. So like, I've got nothing. I'm starting from scratch. Like, how did I get here? Why did I keep going back? Why did I not listen to God? Like, why you know, just, just reflecting on things. And then that's when I realized that God did not want me to get married to him. He showed me time and time again, why this wasn't good. I chose to go back. He did not put us together. Mm -hmm. That was number one. And from that point on, I said to myself that I don't want to do anything else unless God is guiding me to do it. I am tired of these relationships that don't work out, being with men and, you know, before him, you know, being with guys that don't even want to commit, you know? So I was just tired of that. So I just said, God, I am going to commit myself to you. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to be safe for real. <laughs> and I'm not even thinking about a man, you know, at that point, I wasn't, I just wanted to just grow spiritually and just get a deeper connection with him. Amen. Amen. I know one of the greatest things that God shows us when we endure relationships that aren't very filled with love is his love. Mm -hmm. And of course, you are wearing a visual representation of God's love in your life. Love conquers all. Yes. How did you come to forgive yourself for some of the decisions that you made and grow to love yourself so that you could then help others love themselves? That's a great question. Um, so with me, the first pain in that was, you know, praying and asking God to forgive me for putting my kids through that. So I had to repent for that. I had to repent for being disobedient because I know God did not want me to go through with that. And I just did my own thing. Then, you know, I was looking in to myself like I love myself um and I felt like I love people and I thought that that was a good thing to love people so much that you forgive them and you give them chances but God had to show me you can love people but you have got to use wisdom like loving people does not mean being with them for seven years it doesn't mean marrying someone and you guys are not even equally yoked you know at all like there's a lot that goes with that. So I had to just get more clarity and understand God more when it comes to his love and loving myself and how I show love to other people. And just, I had to just start being wiser with my decisions. Amen. Amen. I love it. Now, Shakira, you have kind of touched on this a little bit, but you have a very entrepreneurial spirit. You have a very entrepreneurial spirit from not just the apparel that you're doing, but you've had books, you've had journals, you have YouTube videos going out, you 
are literally, I, I know this is the month of February um, and you're doing like a Black History Month thing. Like you are taking what God has given you and putting it out in the marketplace. How have, how did you come to this journey? Because I know you said you was doing credit report before, but, <laughs> yeah. but how did you, how did you, you know, get out of, get out of the nine to five rat race of, you know, that and went into following your calling as an entrepreneur? So, well, that's the thing. I'm kind of still in the nine to five rat race right now. Okay. So the the credit repair that came because I got laid off from a job and then, you know, I'm just like trying to figure out, okay, what do I know how to do? I know how to like fix my own credit and my ex-husband, you know, I helped him, you know, he was like my, my, my biggest customer review. So, you know, I was doing that, but then I realized that wasn't what I was really passionate about. I could do it, but I didn't like doing it. It was very time consuming. So I'm like, okay, this gotta go. And so I, you know, I just went back to just working nine to five. But once I started doing the blog, the follow the calling, the just trying to lead people to Christ through the things that I had gone through, I'm also a creative. So I love, like I was doing a lot of like centerpieces and wreaths, which I still do make uh, handmade like wreaths and stuff like that too. And then I was just always coming up with these ideas for t-shirts and hoodies. So that is what brought me to just creating like a product line. And, you know, I've got like a long list of just different ideas, you know, that I still want to do that I'm, you know, that are on the way. So just mixing the creative ideas that I just naturally have mixed with my faith. And that's what brought me to follow the calling. But Lord willing, this will be my main source of income and I'm able to get out of the rat race, but right now I'm still climbing. I'm still growing the business. I love it. I'm curious, you know, you created Follow the Calling as um, not just a platform, but a message. What is your calling? Hey there, Storyteller. I just want to interrupt this episode really quick to let you know that Faith Audio Network is now open. Faith Audio Network is our community for storytellers like you, storytellers who listen to podcasts like this, storytellers who know they have a voice and they know that God has given them a powerful gift to be able to go out and speak for him, to give him glory. So if you know that you are interested in joining a community that is going to hold you accountable, that is going to pray with you, that is going to intercede on your behalf, and that's going to sharpen your faith, this is the community for you. To learn more and to register, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. My calling. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So I believe that I believe that my calling is to bring. Oh gosh. This is okay. So my mother-in-law. Oh gosh. Okay. So <laughs> let me let me try to pull this together. So I I just believe that my calling is with follow the calling is just the fact that I share my testimonies. I encourage people through the things that I go through. I'm still going through things. I probably will continue to go through different things, but it's just how I manage it and maneuver it and just being able to be open to help somebody else who may be going through the same thing. I just want people to know that 
there is a way out of every situation, right? So that is what I naturally do. But my my mother-in-law actually called me the other day and she said the Lord showed her um, like a way larger platform, I guess, than what I'm even imagining. And she says she sees me pulling things out of other women, mm-hmm. I guess, by like, you know, what I do and just inspiring them um so I can see what she's saying too it's like you know I try not it's not that I don't want to think big but sometimes you kind of can only see like what is is around you or what you're actually doing and then like that humbleness will kick in like oh well I don't have to be worldwide you know (laughs) but that's what she was seeing and then that came right on time because when she told me that the night before, which is why I had to reschedule our first interview, uh, I I had we had a um a meeting with like the millennials at my church, and we were talking about mental health. So, to be honest, I actually have like a huge like anxiety of speaking in front of people. I can do this because right now, you know it's just me and you talking or when I do my own videos it's just me you know what feels like it's just me and I know people will end up seeing it but being in rooms with people oh my gosh so I was like sharing something like in the group with all the ladies and oh my it's like I couldn't hardly breathe I had to keep taking like a deep breath because I was just getting short of breath and I was just getting really nervous and so the enemy he kind of got to me after that. So when that happened, I didn't say anything else the rest of the day, the rest of the, the meeting, because I thought that that was going to happen again. I felt like I just sound stupid. Like, and so the whole ride home, I just rolled in silence and, you know, the enemies in my head, like, you know, you don't, you just need to stop trying to talk in front of people. Like you are not like a public speaker. You're not this, you're not that. So it was really making me feel like withdrawing, like, girl, you're trying to grow and, you know, hoping to get, you know, to these bigger platforms to share your, your brand and your ministry. But girl, you don't even know how to talk like to people like that without getting all nervous. So it really made me like want to pull back. And then the very next day, that's when she spoke that to me. So, you know, God just works in mysterious ways and he'll reveal to you that, you know, like what, when you're doing things, he will let you know if it's from him and to keep going. So Mm -hmm. that's how I know that this is not just something that I just came up with. It's just cute and trendy or whatever. Cause to be honest, this is a little bit tough because it's sometimes I feel like it's so much easier to sell products that just say whatever (laughs) on the shirts or on, you know, whatever it is, as far as apparel or brands, like there's certain um, arenas that, you know, I feel like they can just flow without a hitch. But to me, like when it's faith-based, it gets a little touchy. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that can make you feel like, okay, do you really want to be like for real, for real faith-based? But I know I have a commitment to God. So I've got to, I cannot waver on that. And I've got to stick with like being faith-based, like for real. And, you know, some people like it, some people don't, but I know this is what God called me to do. So it's got to work. Amen. And it is working and it will work. 
And I think what's really beautiful is that I know you don't, you may not see this yet, but as you're putting this message out there to follow the calling, it's a prophetic Mm -hmm. word for you to Mm -hmm. follow the calling that God has placed on your life Mm -hmm. because you've been talking in front of people for as long as you can remember. (laughs) Right. And so for the enemy to try to even deter you or steer you in another direction to even silence you just a little bit. Yes. It's literally, he's stopping, he's trying to stop you from following your calling. Yes. But at the end of the day, follow the calling is for you. You are called to follow the call that God has placed on your life. And whether that be speaking on platforms like this Mm -hmm. with one-on-one or speaking in front of hundreds of people, Mm -hmm. I think it's so funny how you started out with videos and testimony Tuesday, sharing your testimony, sharing the calling on your life. And now you're about to go out and continue to share your story on many stages in front of many audiences. Yes. Encouraging them to follow their calling. Yes. Even doing this is like big, like when I transition from just typing up my messages, because that's easy to do. I can I can write something, I can type it up real quick and just hit post. But when I realized, okay, videos, this this people are putting themselves out here in video form and people like to see videos they actually Mm kind of connect more when they're seeing the real person talking that was like nerve-wracking like to even do that I'm just like oh my gosh I gotta gotta do this video you know I would like record and re-record I'm like oh that sounds stupid you know let me let me retape that so you know it's it's I am progressing I am slowly coming out of my shell with that but like you said, the enemy definitely was trying to shut it down, but I'm not going to let him. I'm going to keep going. Got to gotta keep being obedient. You ain't got no choice. Right. <laughs> you don't have a choice. The, the Lord gave sure. you to follow the calling. It wasn't yes. just a brand. It was instructions. Right. right. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. That is good. That's instruction to me. I'm thinking I'm helping other people. Wow. It was instructions. So I can't wait to see what's next. Now, I am curious. One of the things on your website, the follow the calling mission statement, you Mm -hmm. said your statement is to glorify the kingdom of God through testimony, spiritual apparel, studying scripture and fellowship with others using the Holy Spirit as a trusted guide. Yes. In doing that, how do you discern Shakira's vision Mm. from the vision of the Holy Spirit? Oh, wow. Ah, Well, definitely, I got to come into it a certain way. So I definitely, before I decide on doing certain things or whatever, I have to pray. I got to take it to the Father to make sure that it's right. Um, I do talk to my husband a lot. He's also in ministry, and he actually preaches sometimes when he's invited to preach places. So that's that's my my confidant. I go to like, hey, do you think I should do this? Whatever. So I definitely do that first. And I don't know. I'm just like, whatever it is I'm doing, I just do like this, like um, checks and balances, so to speak, with God, like to see, okay, am I trying to be too trendy? Am I, you know, because, you know, we, we got to do that, that mm-hmm. check sometimes. And sometimes, you know, I have to be honest every single thing might not be Holy Spirit led. Sometimes you might just want to fire off 
uh not a tweet because i don't really tweet anymore but just like a post and it's just off of emotion but i'll catch that sometimes i might have to go back and delete like okay you was just being emotional this day take that down <laughs> you know but um as far as like most times with like the fellowships um definitely with the apparel and the products like i believe all of that is is spirit-led um there have been a few instances with me like connecting with women and but god will allow me to go into it to see so i'm not quite sure maybe he was trying to warn me sometimes beforehand but sometimes i feel like he will allow me to go in there so i can like fully assess the situation you know that like they have all these conferences these women empowerment i did so many of those in the past couple of years as far as like attending and then it's like, when I get in there, it's like, uh, this is women empowerment, but y'all are not really doing the same things like that's aligned with, with what I'm aligned with. So I'm here now, I'm connecting with people, but I'm probably not going to return. Like right. a lot of that <laughs> has happened too, but it's like, I have to see, how, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Discerning the spirit, honestly. And sometimes it yes. involves being in a room in order to discern Yes. The Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Um, in looking over some of your apparel, you have Love Conquers All, First Peter 4 8. Um, there are some of things like on your website, some of the apparel pieces. I'm curious if they have any personal relationships or any personal stories tied to your story to where you believe, like, you know, I'm wearing love because it's a representation of this. Or like you have a shirt that's like, um, all the names of God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah yes. Rapha, Jehovah Shalom, and then what it means, God to provide, God heals, God is peace. Yes. Do, do your pieces, do, do your apparel pieces speak to seasons of your life that you went through, or mm. do they have a story behind them on why it came to be what it is? So um, I've actually been thinking about creating more with like a extra emphasis on that and actually detailing it on the website but um one that comes to mind is the chase god the bag will follow thing Mm -hmm. that is definitely like personal and it's not even like a specific instance or or story it's just period being Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur i constantly have to remind myself well i don't have to remind myself but you know i'm constantly living by that um, cause like one of my, like our family scripture is Matthew six and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and his righteousness and all these things will be added onto you. That is like our favorite one. And that is like our reminder because my husband's an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur. So sometimes you do get so caught up in, you know, the sales and this mm-hmm. and that. And then we have to remind ourselves, okay, we're seeking, we're doing kingdom work. Mm-hmm. So we got to be strategic with our business, mm-hmm. but let's not be overly into it. Like we, first and foremost, we're chasing God and money will come along. He will Absolutely. provide our needs. He will elevate your business. He will accelerate your business, mm-hmm. but chasing him first, that that comes first. So that shirt definitely means a lot to me as an example. Amen. I love it. I absolutely love it. Shakira, where can people find you? Where can they find out more about your business, what you're doing, the blog, YouTube channel? Where do you like to play? 
Well, so mainly um, all things are on my website, followthecalling.com. That's where you'll see the blogs. I have a few written ones there, but the blogs, the testimonies, I also invite other people to share their testimonies on there because, you know, I'm only one person, you know, living my mm-hmm. my one life. But there's so many other people that have gone through tremendous things that God has brought them out of. So, you know, I'm trying to get back to sharing that at least once a month on the website. Um, and of course, the shop is on there as well. I'm on Facebook. Um, Follow the Calling LLC on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, and it's at follow underscore the underscore calling. I'm not active on uh, Twitter anymore, so I'm just not even going to share that one. Um, I also have a TikTok page and that is follow the calling on TikTok and YouTube, follow the calling. So basically follow the calling on all platforms. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just trying to be everywhere for the people who, you know, everybody has like their place where they're, they're at the most, you know, I, I, I like Instagram more, but, you know, I realize there's a lot of people that are just on Facebook and barely on Instagram. And then YouTube, I'm really trying to grow like my YouTube presence, you know, with the videos and stuff like that too. I love it. So in the next five years, as you continue to follow your (laughs) calling, What are some of the missions and goals and hopes and dreams that you are looking to achieve for FTC? All right. So in the next five years, I definitely plan to be gone from my regular nine to five. In Jesus' name. (laughs) I would like, yes. I would like for Follow the Calling to be fully digital. I still do like events and pop-up shops and stuff that I attend to get my brand out there more, but I really want this year for it to be a fully digital um, business. I also am working on opening an event space. Um, Very, very beginning stages of that, but I mean, Mm -hmm. like I'm locked in like the name and stuff, (laughs) but it's going to be well, it is uh, Invitation 912 because I'm in Savannah, Georgia. So I would like to open that up, of course, as you know, another business venture. But I've got a lot of things that I want to do um, as far as helping people and like feeding people and mm-hmm. just hosting my own events, you know, in my own space. So I'm hoping for that to be operating within the next five years. And is there anything else? Oh, my husband and I do want to create our own nonprofit. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we want to do as well. I love it. What does it mean to be a follower? To be a follower? Mm -hmm. Just period or? For following the calling to be a follower. (laughs) So to be a follower for me of Christ, I'm sorry. Oh, just in following the calling. So if you're oh, following just, oh, okay. so, what's it mean oh. to be a follower? Okay. So what it means is, is living in your purpose. Following your calling is definitely purpose living. Um, it is obedience. Um, it's, it's like walking in your true self because God has a plan for all of our lives. And once you connect with that, once you connect with God and you realize 
what he what his his assignment that he has for you what he wants you to do that's walking in true happiness true fulfillment and true purpose amen amen I am so blessed by the apparel line that you have put out into the world, by your blog, by the word that God continues to deliver through you in this digital space, um, and just all that you're doing for the kingdom. Like, I am so blessed by your obedience, and I'm so glad that you took the test that you went through and turned it into a testimony, because I know that there are a lot of women who may be in that similar situation now who need to hear your story. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. Now, before I let you go, I have three questions. Quick questions. Just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Don't say, uh uh-uh, it's going to be all right. (laughs) (laughs) Question number one, what does it mean to you to be about your father's business? Oh, that means Shakira is all the way at the back of the bus and God and whatever he says and whatever he wants is in the front. Amen. That's being about his business. I love it. What are you grateful for in this season of your life? I am grateful for the tests because they've helped me to work on so many different things within myself, my patients, like just it's helping to develop me to be a better person. So I'm grateful for everything that I went through that may not have been the best when I was in it. But it helped me to be better on the other end. How are you sharpening the women in your life? I am just giving women hope. Um, I am being an encourager. I'm letting women know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a purpose and plan for you. And don't ever think that whatever you're going through is final. It's temporary. And there is a better you on the other side of whatever you're going through. Ooh, I just had a vision. This test is only temporary. I feel yes. like that's a shirt. I feel yes. like it's a shirt yes. or a blog post or something. But <laughs> I, saw, I saw it on a crew neck. Yeah. This test is only temporary. It's temporary. Yes. I love it. Shakira, mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us. This has truly been a pleasure. Yes, and thank you so much for having me. Alrighty loves, wasn't that amazing? Shakira's amazing and what God is doing in her life, I'm super excited to watch unfold. What's crazy is this interview was recorded a while ago and I'm realizing that it doesn't matter when you have the conversation, God's word is timeless. And when he brings it back around, it is always right on time. And so this is a timely message and a reminder for you to follow the calling on your life. Whatever he's called you to do, whether it be preaching, teaching, encouraging, listening, uh, sitting, moving, going, uh, or being obedient, whatever God's called you to do right now in this season of your life, follow the calling. And if you want a visual representation of what you should be doing, like trusting God, check out Shakira's apparel. All of her links are going to be down below. But I appreciate you for tuning into this episode. If it blessed you, please share it with a friend. But until next time, my love, remember that God loves you and so do I. Talk to you later. Bye.